now recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up and get to work. What if Craig ever asked for uh, some time off? Craig doesn't ask for time off. Craig just fucking takes time he off. just leaves. That's true. Welcome to Goats and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast by Helpful Goat Gaming. Please be warned, this podcast contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. The world of Banya cracks in anticipation of the approaching storm. Its lands strain against unnatural forces, and warnings of what is to come have been carefully placed among its people. Warnings that led us to a few tieflings, goliaths, drow, and halflings. But how can this unlikely family of broken people stop a force that has been generations in the making? What strength is left in the bonds of friendship? Hello, welcome to Goats and Dragons, the podcast where Hovel Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons. I am Andrew Gilbert, uh, he, him, his, and tonight I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master. And I'm not alone. With me is Galway, playing the tiefling sorcerer Charity. Hey everybody, I'm Galway. My pronouns are he, him, his, and Charity's pronouns are also he, him, his. Lena, playing the Goliath barbarian Stormbringer. Hi, my pronouns and Stormbringer's pronouns are she, her, hers. Adam, playing the halfling rogue, Burbage Kemp. Hello, my name's Adam, my pronouns are he, him, his, and Burbage's pronouns are also he, him, his. Our guest for a few sessions, Rachel, playing the gnomish artificer, Clem. Hi, both of us use she, her pronouns. And Darcy, playing the tiefling cleric, Hakari. Hello, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. Kari's are she, her, hers. I just, two seconds before this, remembered that um, I didn't do a song. (laughs) 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 Yay, that's great. 
Again, I love it that that's canon. And so right before going into this really scary cave, Akari just goes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, Chelsea has a poem, and I would love to read it as Burbage because oh, please. it starts off in a perfectly Burbage way. Okay, it really does. <laughs> hey, Gunagheim, more like Gonaheim. <clears throat> anyway, onward with many more paths to tread. Never mind the doom lilies and spookies ahead. The family and Clem are the best and will prevail against anything they encounter in this exciting tale. You've reached the door, we believe in you. Head on through, much love, fate of ring crew. I can see and hear you. Oh, Chelsea, that's the greatest. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> the, the strange, that's awesome. The strange bursting into spoken word performance art thing appears to be spreading. It's a weird time. But hey, before we get into all of that fun story with the family, um, a couple things. Uh, because we're on Twitch, you can have all these uh, beautiful little commands in, in Twitch. Uh, exclamation point coffee or ko-fi will lead link you to uh, a coffee page for helpful go gaming which directly supports us uh, allows us to continue doing all of these amazing um stories that we're getting into allows us to kind of continue um making more content for you uh, so if you'd like to you know buy us a coffee or something that would be a place to do it uh, you can also support us through exclamation point merch in the chat and that'll give you a, a link to our the merch uh, our merch store which has a, a lot of brilliant new things adam has a cup uh and there are t-shirts and and we just keep coming up with more stuff as we play because more stuff keeps being fun yeah and as as the world around us is kind of on fire um it's sometimes hard to find spaces uh to to fit in and to to recharge our batteries um we are incredibly lucky um to kind of be the shepherds of a little bit of a a small growing community here at helpful goat um and if you'd like to be a part of that community uh of course you can you know be on twitter and you can uh, engage with us here on twitch um but we also have a discord uh filled with just amazing people filled with people that just are are um super caring uh and and like to just kind of talk about random stuff sometimes and have a good time and we watch movies on there we play games together on there uh, a lot of the games that we play as a group that are non-streamed uh we stream on there with uh, our community um it's a lovely lovely place um each of us uh on the on this call has has been deeply affected by <laughs> the friends that we've made in this community uh, and so if that's something that feels good to you and feels like you would uh, enjoy type exclamation point discord in the chat and you can get a link to to join our our discord, uh, and hang out with us uh, whenever you'd like we would appreciate that too i think that's about all the announcements uh we're getting we're getting pretty pretty good at getting through those quick uh so i think we'll jump into tonight's episode uh of the fates of rin so, last time on the Fates of Rin, you've come to these mountains, the home of the mountain tribes and Stormbringer herself, in order to find the secret hidden knowledge of these Goliaths. In the past, 
a group of individuals, including Israk Devere, Ponweelvor, Corin, and Alrora, Vimeris' parents, made inroads in summoning a god to this world in avatar form in order to defeat them. This was the god Rin. But when it came time to fight, Israk Devere couldn't do it. So Rin escaped, walked the wide world, and returned of her own volition. And the process that these people used to bring Rin into this world was chronicled in a book called The Process of Atarana. After Rin had been then expelled from this plane, Israk Devere brought the process of Atarana to the Goliaths in these mountains for safekeeping, hiding it away from mortal eyes. Now, the search for this tome has brought the family to the doorstep of the Keeper of Such Secrets, Formidian of the Shadow Knowledge. Standing at the entrance of this tumorous rock formation, you feel a warm, heavy wind slowly move and roll out of the cave ahead of you, smelling of rot. Behind you, you see a dense fog and the outlines of dead trees. It is difficult even now to remember the beauty of the mountains that you are in. And as the visions of nightmares from the night before begin to creep back into your consciousness, what would you like to do? But seriously, we should probably talk about all the vocal performances that are just happening. I'm getting concerned. I mean, it was Hikari at first, but... She's, she's got a lot of traumatic brain injuries. You feeling okay, Burbage? Oh, yeah, I'm feeling fine. Well, I, I just, you know, got, I was inspired by a muse named Van Chelsing. <laughs> Which is fitting, because we're about to go into a place, as far as I understand it, full of creepy monsters and undead. Hooray. Why is that fitting? So, on the note of undead, let's remember that I have this ring that's like really ominous looking, and it will make it so that undead, um, hold on. It'll make it so that undead, um, think that we're ghostly undead figures. It won't stop it from attacking us, but they won't automatically attack us. Um, and they'll speak with us as if they've forgotten they were dead. So it only works once a day, and I don't know how long we're going to be here, and I'm not good at strategizing, so let's all keep our eyes peeled for the opportune moment to use this, because often when I have tracked resources that only do work once a day, I never use them. Like, in video games, I just accumulate the consumables, yeah forever and never use them because I miss the opportune moment so let's all keep our eyes peeled I completely understand Charity what are video games I don't know Burbage what are HP Touche <laughs> like yeah that's some weird stuff I know that was, that was a lot are we all feeling um good and ready to go and not at all scared or oppressed 
Um, Hurrah! Agara <laughs> is feeling great, apparently. Yeah, I guess I'm feeling fine. I probably have some unresolved character stuff about identity that kind of I, I think I might have forgotten about in the face of my friend turning into a bear. She but... got better. Oh, not Monty Python, yeah. I good. couldn't help it. <laughs> I also may have forgotten some unresolved character identity stuff because I turned into a bear. Anyway. Well, uh, speaking of strategizing, uh, I got this here potion of slipperiness and it, uh, it makes me slippery for eight hours. Harder to hit, faster to move. It takes ten minutes to put on, though. I mean, all over this, you know, I got a lot of body to, to put this, uh, this gunk on. So, uh, should I do that now? Do we think we're gonna run into bigs? Because I can't just, unlike Stormbringer, I can't just be like, oh no, I'm dead, and just start rubbing. You know, it's gonna take some time. So, I mean, you uh, can, but it won't be very effective. Fair. I prefer to make all of my movements and choices as effective as possible. Uh, do we think eight hours from now is uh, good? Is is good or should I I don't know I just wanted some opinions um yes I think it'd be a good idea to put it on now I see the DM nodding so yes uh, that's, that's not uh, necessarily it's a good I idea know, but... I know it's unconscious movement um I'm just gonna look towards charity <laughs> right charity's, now charity's gonna sort of well the walk here already contained uh, a mist that was tormenting us with visions of our nightmares, and we haven't slept well thanks to aforementioned horrific nightmares caused by the very twisted and corrupted nature of the ground we walk on. So um, I'd really like to be, you know, heading back to Gunagheim eight hours from now. That'd be that'd be great. Um, so I would go ahead and say whatever we're likely to find in there, it's extremely unlikely to be friendly to us. Unless Stormbringer uses the fancy ring, which we will all collectively remember and mention if we think it's a time to use it. Uh, but there's also really no downside to you using it now, right? Unless it was at eight hours and one minute, some, you know, horrific malevolent entity decided to attack us then. I was worried about. Well, to be fair, I think that there's pretty much an equal level of danger of some horrific malevolent entity attacking us uh, from this minute through 10-12 hours. Also, I'm not sure you might have noticed within sort of our lives generally, it's not really that unusual to have a horrific malevolent entity attack us, so, you know. You know what, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on with you guys. Uh, who wants to help me get my back? And I just will start like... <laughs> The, the goop in my uh, hand and rubbing it all over and you get you can get it on your armor and stuff too and I'm just gonna look around and be like eh anybody <laughs> Charity, Charity, will, Charity will like hold out his hand that's fine and I'll just put it's like black ooze <laughs> it's like super thick and gross <laughs> I got a lot of crevices back there make sure you get them all okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, also, while I'm busy with this uh, Burbage, 
And with his other hand, yeah. he's gonna, which I cannot act out because that is my push to talk hand. Um, he's gonna uh, fish out one of the uh, sort of flasks of uh, holy water. It's like, could you hold on to this for me? Oh yeah, you've been holding out on me, have you, Charity? Do not drink that. Right, of course not. And Perpetual tap his nose. No, I'm I'm really very serious. Yeah, it's no, holy I'm not water. going to drink it. Oh, holy water! God. It's water it's that has very... powdered silver in it. It'll well. And... You should take that back. I don't know if I would trust him. Charity, are you forgetting? I drank. What did I drink? <laughs> Early in the campaign, druidic whiskey. I definitely drank that, and also something the furballs gave me that was basically like paint thinner. Church is just gonna grab back the flask. All right. <laughs> hey, Dawn Protector, you look like a responsible sort. Uh, yes, I am. Have two flasks of this. Do not drink them. I, I will definitely will not. I will tell you what to do with them when the time comes. Count on me. Apparently, I have to. <laughs> I'm totally oh, fine man. to drink it, man. It's like that's not the point. Um, Craig just crashed. Yay! Craig is our recording device on Discord, and so we're. Yeah, we didn't just like look at a human being yeah. called Craig. Went ah, Craig, Craig crashed. That's a pity. Pause. So while while we're taking um ten minutes to rub Clem, we'll uh, also get a new Craig thing going. Freedom of movement. Oh, I guess I could wait and save that once Craig is back, but. <laughs> it's all good so how are you chat hope you're doing well doesn't Adam look creepy looking at that he's got that glow from underneath I don't know if I'd go with creepy hmm. <laughs> I watched uh, the sketch show on Netflix called Astronomy Club recently and there's a sketch called there's basically about resting creep face <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's on a oh, no. on a date and like bit like resting bitch face, but instead of like bitchiness, it's like it's just like like really just a creepy face. <laughs> it was very funny. Lovely. All right, here's our Zencaster. Hello, friends. We're back. We think we have a solution. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um. All right. So we are recording that and. We have been spending just the first bit here uh, rubbing liquids on Clem uh, and giving uh, holy water to the right people. Yeah, we just want to say that the liquids give me uh, basically the same things as the freedom of movement spell for eight hours. Beautiful. Which is, I can't be affected by difficult terrain, I can't be slowed, and uh, or... Uh, paralyzed or restrained and I can break from non-magical restraints and I can like yeah so it's a lot harder to hold nice solid um so we've been affected by nightmares and our greatest fears how close are we to technical and or narrative exhaustion uh, another night of that sort of rough sleep, you would be mechanically exhausted. Yeah. 
It's time they're going to get worse in there, isn't it? Probably. That does seem to be about the narrative of our lives. Yeah, I think we need to, like, speedrun this, maybe. Um, but really carefully, also. Hey, I mean, if there's if speedrunning this as an option, that'd be great, because do you all smell I smell coming from the entrance of this lair? I think it's just Clem. Sorry, it's really... <laughs> I don't think that's Clem. I think there's something dead inside. Is it time to use the ring? How long does that last again? Hey, you all remember... I'm sorry, I just totally ignored you. One hour. Hey, you all remember when we saw... Well, not you, Dawn Protector. But you remember when we saw that dead Goliath walking this way? Uh-huh. Yeah. Clem picked his brain. Oh, yeah, I have it right here. I think I cut that guy's head off. I'll pull out all the parts that I have from the from the undead Goliath. Okay. Are, are they, like, trying to wiggle towards? Not anymore, no. Uh, but it was, at that point, moving in the uh, a southerly direction, so it, it, was, it was moving toward this area. So I think there might be maybe lots of dead things inside. You think we can clear this cave in an hour? Uh, probably not. Do you think we should very carefully and quietly sneak up to the entrance and very carefully peek inside and very carefully see how many dead things there are inside, if we can see any, and then very carefully decide if we want to wear our rings? My ring? It's a singular ring. Sounds good to me. I think oh. that some scouting Great. and proceeding forward generally, and then yes, it's a. If it seems like it's time to use those, we'll let you know. Dawn Protector, when it's time to use the flasks, I'll. Or a flask, I'll let you know. Okay. During. So during some of this conversation, Burbage has kind of had sidled up to to Dawn Protector at, at some point when everybody else was distracted and would have tried to persuade her to, oh, I, you know, I think you really did want me to have at least one of the flasks so if you had me one then that's probably good for everybody if we sort of diversify, kind of spread it around. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, here, Burbage, take one of my flasks. It's full of something you can't drink. I'm not, I, I, yeah, thanks, Agar. I'm not, I'm not trying to drink anything. <laughs> You know, it's fine. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me, uh, but I also follow orders well, so. Oh, so, oh, like Charity's orders? They are his. Yeah, sure. If I give you my axe, I would ask that you use it in a way that I deem worthy. Dawn Protector understands boundaries. (laughs) Boundary Protector. All right. Well, you know, one thing that, okay, you're not really picking up on the dynamic, which is that mm-hmm. Charity and I are sort of like co-bosses, sort of oh, co-leaders right. of the group. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. This isn't even going <laughs> to, this isn't even going to do I, a persuasion check. I, 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 really, I haven't heard anything yet quite persuasive. I, I really, I really am right. like, Dawn Protector is steadily climbing the ranks of NPCs that I am fond of. <laughs> you know what, Dawn Protector? Good job. It was a test, and you passed. You get to come into the temple with oh, us. Congratulations. I don't know if that was up to you, but thank you. 
All right, so scouting, getting sneaky. Who amongst us is the most sneaky? You, but I don't think you can see in the dark. And neither can I. Legitimately, I'm mostly just surprised that he hadn't already scarpered for the entrance. This is growth. <laughs> that smells bad. I really think that's just you, Clem. I'm not the sneakiest, but I can see well in the dark. Yeah, sneaky, but I can see. All right, so between the three of us, we're a complete person. <laughs> I can see over my belt, but I'm not going to give that to anybody because then my luscious beard is going to fall away. Why don't and you could temporarily give it to Burbage and then you could grow your beard back later? Took two years to grow this thing. Well, it's good to have goals. All right, you know, I've got a torch here. I can just light a torch and walk up and take a little look, you know? That sounds a lot less sneaky. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, that was just a test. You passed. <laughs> Dawn Protector claps you on the back, Clem. You passed the test too. Well done. <laughs> Sorry about your hands. Gonna be a little goopy. Okay. <laughs> Charity's gonna sort of pause for a minute, um, and I'm gonna turn... Uh, spell points into a spell slot to replace the fourth level spell slot that I spent on uh, cool. angel form. Um, you know, like, look, perhaps as much as some reconnaissance and proceeding carefully would be the best idea, maybe we should just sort of all do that as best very we Very carefully sneak up to the entrance and then very carefully peek around the corner and see what we can see. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to point out that, like, the stealthiest among us isn't really going to be able to probably peek around the corner and see, and the people who can peek around the corner and see aren't the stealthiest, so... I have sneaky boots, but I can't see in the dark. One way or the other, it feels to me like it's probably going to be best for us to just all be there when inevitably something comes and tries to murder whoever is doing either the not very successful sneaking, but successful looking, or the very successful sneaking and the not very successful looking. Okay, but we all gotta try really hard to be super quiet. Oh, I can fly for a little bit. If we think I could fly ahead, that might make me a little bit extra sneaky. If we wanted to try that. Oh, you know? And, uh, like, wings will erupt from Charity's back. I forget about this. Yeah, I don't have those, I just have a potion. Uh, why didn't this Raptavia tell us that this is what finding the process of a Toronto was going She's to entail? He's a fucking asshole. Uh, the other hand, this is a task set to us by Devir. Of course it's like this. Well, I guess also maybe Hikari killed him before he got a chance to. Oh, uh, yeah. True. Maybe. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Um, alright. Well, who's got dark vision and wants to sort of initiate? Who's leading the way? So can Charity fly and have dark vision? Uh, naturally, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I have dark vision. I'm fine going first. I was just curious if that's what's happening. Um, I can go. Also good. Uh, what doesn't everyone give me a stealth check? Whoever's going. I mean, up to the. I would just mountain. at this point also suggest we all go and then move carefully. Um, I will probably give Hakari. Uh, if she's kind of leading the group, I will give her the guidance for her stealth check. Okay. Woohoo! 
right, your boots. I was like, why are you so stealthy, Stormbringer? <laughs> okay, so I got a 12. Oh, no, don't add four. Add a D4. I can roll it if you want to roll it. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you roll it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, just add four. So that's a nine. And then, yes. Yeah, Apparently, I have ten cans um, attached to my boots. Do we all add it? Oh, it's no. no. Yeah. I, I so, gave Hikari uh, guidance. So, so as a group, you actually feel decently stealthy. Um, to the more perceptive of you, it's it's, it's a little hard because you're you can hear all the little sounds you're making, but coming from somewhere deeper within the cave, you also start to hear a bit of rumbling and you think there's a river rushing by somewhere deeper in. And that might cover up a little bit of uh, the noise. Oh, good. Do we hear anything moving towards us? If we can hear inside the cave? Doesn't sound like anything's, yeah, moving toward you and that's kind of all you hear. Just a sort of low... So we're going to very carefully like... I'm picturing us on like either side of the cave entrance, leaning and very carefully peek inside. And about half of us see nothing. <laughs> but I'm looking yep. anyways, just in case. So those of you with dark vision, uh, you you don't immediately see anything moving. You don't see anything dangerous. You you see about twenty feet ahead, a like ten by ten rough hewn kind of hallway here and then it splits left and right and then it disappears around corners you can't see okay okay um so i we relay that to the group yeah so i guess should we go in and i guess we kind of need some form of light i guess for burbridge and me but we should still be really careful got my lantern if we want for now we can probably start with just torches or how much oil do you have for that six hours okay fair let's just uh, go with that then right. and that also shows you if there's anything that yeah that's invisible, a good idea any invisible creatures or objects it's a lantern it's a hooded lantern of revealing that's a really good idea all right you even sort of look around real quick you don't see anything in your immediate area and you've now lit a bit in front of you Here's a question. Is there any kind of strategic value to me possibly just maybe going through this just from the inside of Stormbringer's bag? <laughs> Would he get a surprise attack from that? Like if we were in combat and all of a sudden he just jumps out of the bag? I mean, it sounds surprising. I've done that before. I did that in Diefield, I believe. Burbage, I would be happy to just stuff you into a bag. <laughs> it's just one less person to worry about, you know? I mean, I'd be okay with keeping you safe, yeah? I don't know if there's strategic value, but but I don't want your charity dying, so... I feel like charity gets a wistful look in his eyes at the words strategic value. <laughs> and then just sort of a look of sadness. <laughs> I guess I'll just throw out there that I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. If you want me to in walk along bag. in this creepy place, 
burdened by fears about my past and about my relationships, then I'll do in that. The, yeah, can you do uh, it out in front so that you can uh, maybe bag. make sure? But if you want to shove me in st somebody's bag, it doesn't even have to be Stormbringers. I'll in be fine with it. Bag. In the bag. In the... I'm Sorry. I was going to say, are you chanting this? <laughs> Burbage, I've got some nice druidic alcohol for you if you get in the bag. I thought we could actually use all the people here to to help fight, but if you're uh, if you're scared and you need to hide, that's understandable. Oh snap! Oh god! Just touch the third rail. It must be really hard to be so small <laughs> and uh, and have to face all these things. You know, I can't remember what it was like to be that small. So I can't remember what it was like. I'm trying to decide. How Burbage would respond to this. I'd also like to point out that Charity is just looking down at this argument that's occurring around his knees. <laughs> like, Charity, otherwise the shortest member of the party. Like, um, okay. Yellow? Are you calling me Yellow? Hey, just remember that if we're gonna fight, we need to fight really quietly with each other, okay? And I'm just gonna sniff. Like, well, I don't know what the smell in it could be urine. <laughs> That's really good. That's pretty good. All right, Burbage rushes forward into the darkness. Burbage, remember to be careful and quiet. He's rushing also, sneakily. So about twenty feet in, you come across and you hit a wall in front of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ah. I think you still need the light, though. I look at Clem and I say, this is all your fault. He could have been safely drinking druidic whiskey in a bag. But that was fucking hilarious, so thank you. I feel both ashamed and proud. So, a moment not seeing anything perfect and not knowing where to go because you ran into a wall... The, your friends slowly, quietly catch up to you, uh, and the the light from the lantern now uh, lets you see uh, that there's a, a left and a right sort of branch here. Burbage, I think you're really brave. You you helped me resurrect Charity, and you're the defender of Diefield, and 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 I don't think I would love you if you weren't a brave person, because I only love brave people. So it's okay. It's very, very sweet of you to say, Stormbringer. Thank you. I, I, I love you too. Left or right, you know? Burbage, I just want you to know, I don't actually know you at all. <laughs> so, I don't know if you're a coward. I know that I'm a bit of a coward, and I'm pretty scared right now. And so, I think I'd feel better if you were here with us, as opposed to tucked away. Because, you know, I think that... I'm just going to kind of cough and under my breath just say, you're, you're, you're pretty powerful. <clears throat> so it'd be good to to have you next to us here. It's very sweet of you to say, Clem. Thank you. So Burbage, as you're, as you're almost not, like, almost hearing those words but staring at the choice in front of you, something feels really weird. And it's hard to place. And then you get it left and the right are identical down, down to like the tiny bits of rock 
clung to the side of the walls, down to the drips of water on either side. They are exactly the same. Hmm. Choices. You know, I make choices in life. And uh, sometimes you go left, sometimes you go right. And sometimes you go left and you think, maybe I should have gone right. But, and then sometimes you think, well, maybe left and right are the same. <laughs> so anyway, I think we all get to choose which way to go here. And it doesn't matter because we're all going to end up in the same place together. There were supposed to be two temples. And this is one temple. Or is it? What? They're the same. Don't you see? Right? Like, no matter what choice you make, there's always some other force, higher, some mysterious force, manipulating you into becoming what they want you to be. Do you realize? Do you understand? Yes, I've read my bio. So we can go left or right, but it doesn't matter. Can I pick up a pebble and throw it down the right hallway? Tick, 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 tick. Nothing happens. So there, it's two identical temples inside the cave is what the fake dead alive clone Israk said, or maybe the voice, I don't know. Uh, I just have in my notes who said this, but, but the book is in the shadows of the Twilight Temple, and I don't know if these are both the Twilight Temples, or if one of them is the Twilight Temple, and one of them is something else. I mean, do I know that? Like, Andy, like, is... <sighs> Yeah, it, it almost sounds like it could be either one. You're not okay. sure yet. And that's badly. Or something entirely different, yeah. Similarly to to from what I read about the Fermidian, was there any references to kind of this spatial orientation or anything? Uh no, other than a, a quick little um Fermidian enjoyed the order of symmetry. And that seems it definitely know which way should we go and i think there was also like a specific mention there of in the temples like plural True. I thought so yes charity will sort of stretch the i don't know that we have any information to go on as to which direction to go the the book that i read about the fermidian mentioned that they they found joy in symmetry something something like that i don't i don't remember so perhaps it all is one temple that is two temples so maybe it doesn't matter but maybe it does and i know like burbage is having an existential crisis right now that says that nothing matters and choices to make because you end up in the don't matter because you end up in the same place but what if that's not the case but i guess we have to pick one because we can't spend the night here unless we absolutely have to, so... Well, that pebble that Clem threw went right, so maybe we should follow it. <laughs> sure, the pebble seems okay. And the pebble didn't, like, appear on the left side then? No. The pebble then sits on the right, so that, and like, there is nothing on the left. So Charity will be like, well, whatever crafted this place to be identical, it at least seems like outside forces to some degree can change that. There's not two pebbles. So... So I guess let's go right? Because the pebble seems safe? 
you're a good pebble. Okay. You quietly, carefully step down the right side of this identical fork in the road. Um, someone with dark vision should probably be in the front, considering Burbage just ran into the wall. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, uh, back to kind of the marching order of Hakari up front. I'd say probably Hakari up front, then Stormbringer. Um, Maybe in the middle for light. And group protection. the casters in the middle, um, and even, and then Dawn Protector can sort of form a rear guard. Okay. You, you get about another 30, 40 feet uh, down this path. No other ways to go. Uh, and then up ahead, you start to see some light. Very dim, almost a greenish, bluish kind of light. And then you hear much clearer the sound of rushing water. So the cave opens into then a much larger space, all under this canopy of rock that opens up to a, it, it, the ceiling about 50 feet above you. Directly in front of you, this rushing river lit by phosphorescent blues and greens in the water itself. And as you look in the water, even standing 20 or so feet back from the bank, you can see figures swirling, diving, drifting just under the surface. The light from the river casts everything in this dim, eerie light. And as you look around, now to your left, about 40 or 50 feet on your side and on your side of the river, a massive stone throne. And upon it, a horrifying skeletal, just skeletal remains of a long dead creature sitting atop its elongated limbs and sharp fingers hang at the side, touching the ground about 15 feet below. The lidless eye sockets fixed, staring out over the water. And just as you turn your attention past the river to two identical structures, your attention whips back to the stone throne because the pile of bones sitting there raises a hand and adjusts its stature slowly, Ugh. keeping its gaze on the rapid currents in front of it. Is, is now the time for the ring? Uh, unsure. Just, I did want to confirm with you, and wow, I'd also really like to be able to find where I am on this map, huh? I see. The river was running in front of us. I thought the river was running yes. between, like, where the right and left entrances would have kicked in. Sure. Yep. Nope. It goes left to right now in front of you. Uh, a span of about 80 feet wide river uh, that its current is pretty fast, but nothing like rapids. Um, and then to your left, again, on your side of the river, a giant stone throne and some sort of skeletal moving creature. And it would seem like past that creature, symmetrically probably thus 40 feet or so past it uh, would have been where we came in if we took the left branch. Probably it's a little hard to see with the rock in yeah, the way yeah, I'm just the dim light. But, but just trying to again it, orient myself like yeah. as we so we came up we'd sort of dog legged in and then this is there okay because like like I said I was picturing the the, the yeah. river was coming from like the middle the wall that Burbage ran into 
equivalent and flowing that yep. way. So I was like, wait, what? Where is this person? <laughs> yep. Person. Um, really quick, in the river, can we tell if it's just made up of like, is it water with figures in it, or is it more like spiritual? You know what I mean, like sure. energy. Yeah, good question. It appears to be water from where you are. It, it, it the sound of it feels like a rushing river normally is. So there's, there's figures in it. Ghostly sort of. Yeah. Okay. And across the river, as you're just standing here, kind of looking around, being very quiet, that figure to your left maybe doesn't even notice that you're here. Um, the, the deep sort of green light, you're just barely able to make out two temples across the river. Um, through decay and age, uh, you can tell that they were even once really beautiful structures, and even some probably stained the glass, though it's hard to see from this distance, is still kind of intact in a little bit uh, there. The, below those structures then, closer to the river, are two fenced graveyards littered with grave markers and two figures standing at the path between those graveyards. The figures sort of slowly sway and even lurch a little bit as they stand at their posts. What would you like to do, friends? Okay, so if I use the ring now, then we have an hour, we just walk in, walk across the weird spooky river, it probably won't actually kill us, I don't know, maybe, who knows, walk in, get the book, walk back out, and we're golden, right? Super good, everybody thinks we're a ghost, totally fine. It's not about bleeding. Um, it, it's like a massively wide river that appears to be filled with the, I don't know, the spirits of the dead? I'm not exactly looking forward to taking a swim in that. Well, I don't know how else we get across the river. Could someone fly? I can't fly. Flap, flap. But Charity can fly, and can Clem fly? I have propulsion of flight, so somebody could take it, and then yeah. carry people. Okay, so, wait, so, okay, so you take your potion of flight, Charity cast the fly spell thing that he has on us. Plug the ring in. Turn the ring on. We, we fly across the river. Pretend to be ghosts. Get the book. Fly back out. We're golden. I'm, I, I'm not going to be casting that spell that makes you all fly. That's that's for if there's a, an actual fight. I get uh -huh. one of those a day. The flight potion to Stormbringer, and she's strong, and she could ferry us across. Right. Okay. So I drink the flight potion, put the ring on, carry you all across the river. We go in, get the book, come back out. Everything for ghosts. We're golden. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think always say we're golden three times. We're golden. Do we need to always stay near you once the ring is on, or is it? Or, or is it a once you put it on thing, it affects all of us? I mean, it's ambiguously written. I don't know how you intended that, Andy. It's it's written as within 50 feet of me are seen as ghostly. But, like, is that when it turns on, or is that for the duration they need to be within 50 feet of me? Uh, when it turns on, yes. Okay. Um, so, so they can go outside of that 50 feet after that. So no, you don't have to stay always near me once it's on. Just as another um, question. Why do we suppose that that uh, large-ish 
skeletal gentlefolk is um, staring at the river quite as intently. Second question. Can undead, like, have their legs go to sleep? Why were they shifting their posture? I don't understand. They're <laughs> skeletal. Third, your ring makes them think that we're undead, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they won't attack us. It just means that they think we're undead so they don't possess the uh, massive sort of hatred that they do of the living towards us. I right, they might drag us down into that river of souls or something because we're supposed that, to be there. That definitely seems like a, a job description that would fit, you know, the whole I'm sitting on a throne watching a river of spirits of the dead. Oh, shit, uh, you think it's trying to make sure that they don't escape? Also, if I sort of like, you know, peer around the corner at mm -hmm. um, this skeletal figure who I can only assume is uh, very talented at the piano uh, from the way you've described his looks. Um, do I have any sense of what this creature is? Give me an arcana or a history check. That's a pretty easy choice. Uh, guidance on myself. Call that 25. 25. Interesting. The You're not incredibly familiar with the, the later stages of necromancy. However, this has many similar attributes to what you've what you've heard described as liches. But something about it still feels a little off. Like it doesn't it it almost as if someone was trying to become a lich and couldn't and this is sort of a step down a sort of cursed state like a like a demi lich even demi liches kind of are somewhat successful in what they are trying to do uh, it feels a little different feels and, odd and, and i know that I, I'm just trying to remember what, you know, Galway knows, or what Charity knows, rather. Um, Clem worked with Siren. Siren was really into the undeath. And yes. even we've had some conversations about this. So, like, Charity will sort of, like, wait, like, do you know what that thing is? It. I'm not super familiar with necromancy, but I don't think it's a lich, but it almost looks like it might have tried to be one which is not terribly comforting so Clem as you then peek around the corner kind of at this creature and you see the elongated arms and claw fingers of this creature it's it's you know what it is it's a bone claw something that tried to become a lich but was not able to be the master of its own actions something else co-opted that spirit and now it is a servant of something also with that name all I can hear is bone claw is ready exactly <laughs> came into my mind going what is that from the original the original spider-man bone saw oh, is saw. ready <laughs> I almost interrupted him to say it but I was like don't do it Rachel don't interrupt <laughs> 
And now, just uh, canonically, that is the giant, like, now horrifically deformed skeleton of Randy Savage, who tried to become a lich. Nice. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, so you're right, and this is said whispery, but I, it's hard to whisper in this voice, okay? Yeah, I get um, <laughs> That is definitely something that tried to become a lich, and it failed. It's called a bone claw. And now something else basically has its soul and it has to do whatever. It basically serves some other more powerful being. It's not good. It's really not good. I hate this shit. And it's serving something. Yeah. Is Is it intelligent? Can we trick it into thinking that its master asked us to come here? They are intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, they are intelligent. How intelligent? Like, just enough for us to trick them, or like, so intelligent that they're not going to get tricked and they're just going to kill us? Clem, you would know that it depends on what they were in life. It depends on what they were in life, you know? So if one of them was like, um, no, I'm not going to be mean and make comparisons. If one of them was a stupid person in life, then they'd be a stupid person after life. And if one of them was uh, real smart and clever, then they'd be real smart and clever now. Remember when we're trying to get Charity back and his body back from Shenick, and we were in the hallway and I just closed the door on those two kids because, you know, I was like, that's too much fucking work right now. And, and that guy came out and was like, what are you doing and I just smiled at him and was like we're here to clean and then he went back inside so I'm really good at lying so maybe we could tell him that Viridian called us to clean what happened while I was dead I could talk to him and lie <laughs> it wasn't really supposed to be charity everything turned out fine <laughs> yeah it was fine the guy didn't even blink it out he was like oh yeah that's, that's fine you're here yeah, I mean, was- maybe he was dumb but I don't know so, okay, Clem, on a scale of 1 to 10, does this person sound 5 being exactly as dumb as a bone claw, 10 being much more dumb as a bone claw, and 1 being much less dumb as a bone claw? Please rate this for me. The only way I could rate that is if this bone claw was that guy. Oh. Um. As is this is happening, Burbage, you see across the river now a few couple white lights just just kind of move between the structures a little bit at what speed slowish 15 to 20 feet uh, uh, around ish guys the lights moving on the other side of this river just pointing it out because I noticed it that's all I think I think, yeah, I think maybe we use the ring, right? Yes. We pretend to be ghosts, because it's not like we're actually ghosts. Mm. We're not dead and, like, experiencing purgatory or something. We would be pretending. And also, I once saw a play in Federo called The Mummy, and there was one very delightful scene when a character was being chased, or there were all these undead walking by, and and he just kind of pretended to be one of them, and he was like, they were all chanting Imhotep, and so he started chanting Imhotep too. It was very funny. So we should chant Imhotep. 
Well, probably for Midian. Oh, okay. But nobody else is chanting for Midian right now, though. I feel like we might look bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 but, but before we do anything or expend any resources, so the current concern was that the river is full of ghosts. Maybe the 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 scary bone claw man person. I don't know if it's a man. Is um is is keeping trapped here perhaps and if we pretend to be ghosts he might try to they might try to put us in the river i thought too i yes. think that if we ghosts they're gonna be like you're out of the river you're supposed to be in the river and then try to shove us in there so what if instead we don't put the ring on and we just pretend that Fermidian hired us to come clean yeah yeah, yeah, and here's an idea that Clem might like. I also saw another play in Federo called The Walking Dead with similar <laughs> undead creatures. And at one point, a character rubbed themselves in guts and viscera to blend in and not be sensed as a living being. Clem has lots of guts and viscera. Yeah, it's very special to me. So let's just keep that in mind as an option. Each of you begins to hear something kind of oddly high-pitched at first and then gets louder and it starts to echo and it's just and you your eyes dart to the to the river and you see two ghostly figures start to slowly rise out of the river both of them looking in your direction that's not great almost as if they seem to sense you is it ring time Time it's ring time. I think it's ring time. time. Okay. We'll because look, worst case scenario, Big Bone Daddy over there is in charge of trying to put us back in the river. If he thinks we're a ghost, we can fuck him up. It's fine. Okay, okay. I'm gonna stick my ring on, and okay. so I'm choosing obviously everybody around me, not Bungclaw. Okay. Uh, when you put the ring on the two figures in the river that have their eyes just so dark as their skin and hair sort of glows around them they very slowly begin to sink back down into the river hello fellow undead people hey i'm a ghost for midian for midian that nobody was chanting was a good one but i'm really appreciate that you're ready to start chanting <laughs> Okay, all I can think of is freaking, like, Dilbert Strip from Dogbert recruiting for a cult and interviewing someone going, can you chant? So, how about this? How about I drink the potion and we go up to this far side of the map where maybe the bone claw can't see us, and then I fly us really sneakily across the river over to here? That works. I can probably carry the two uh, smaller folk across. Not at the same time. And Burbage, if you want to go into a bag, then that would be the time. I'm just going to close my eyes and stick my arms out like this. And if somebody were to pick me up and put me in a bag, I'd be okay with it. And if it doesn't happen in the next 15 seconds, then I'm diving into this river. As he's talking, I stuff him into the bag. (laughs) So it gets mumbled like... Hold on. on. Nope, he's already in. Uh, not meant as a terribly indelicate question. Uh, Burbage, how much do you weigh? I weigh... Well, at the beginning of the campaign, I weighed 35 pounds. 
So I'm going to go ahead and say that over the course of the campaign, I have built muscle due to adventuring, and I now weigh 36 pounds. Clem? Wait. I have no idea. Do you, do you think that I have a scale in the mountains? Okay, we're going to call it, uh, I don't know, uh, 37. Okay. You're big on one more than Burbage. Um, Trudy, right, so, if you can carry Hikari, I can carry the two little ones at once. Or... Uh, oh, no, 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 don't, don't. Uh, uh, one, I don't think I can carry Hikari while flying. I'm not very strong. Uh, but I don't think I have to carry them at all. Because, very quietly now, my friend Seamus can. Um, I don't think people can breathe inside Seamus. Um, yeah, but, okay. but it's going to take, like, five seconds for me to fly over there. Okay, they can fine. hold ten, their breath. Ring, so let's just, Seamus can eat them, yeah. and then we're good. Again, what about Dawn Protector? I will come back and carry her, because I'm a Goliath, so I can carry her. All right. Hey, Burbage, you get your wish. Seamus, get ready. Uh, excuse me. Hakari already put me in this bag. Burbage has his arms out of... of <laughs> yeah. I'm, just gonna yank, I'm just going to, like, yank Burbage out and cram him into Seamus. I don't okay. want to go into... Sh I hate no. Seamus! Get in the bag. This isn't a picnic for me, neither. Clem, Clem, if you would. Get in the bag. Suffocate me. I'll give me the potion. Okay, here's the potion. Am I going to die? Can I need to breathe. Deep breath, hold breath, in you go. All right. You both uh, disappear into Seamus. I'm going to chug the potion while Charity is flying across with those two. Okay. And then, yeah, I'm going to fly over into sort of the, I'm just going to arbitrarily call it north sure. sort of part of the map, because that seems like the farthest away from everything I can see, right? And I'm yes. going to... I'm going to follow Charity across carrying Hikari first. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, the potion, I believe, is 10 feet around. Is that right? Right? Well, it's, I think, 10 foot movement <laughs> speed, so she could dash as well. Right on. Okay. Um, so, and you do this simultaneously, I assume? Yes. Okay. So Charity starts to carry them uh, as you start to uh, fly Hikari over. Dawn Protector has... Uh, her shield and axe out, just looking around, waiting. Uh, and as soon as you get over the lip of the river, down below you, ten feet below you, we'll say, maybe, um, you hear uh, the voice from that skeletal figure. Friends! You've come to worship Fomidian, the god and it uh, kind of quickly starts to move up closer toward the rest of you. Formidian, Formidian. <laughs> flap, 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 flap. <laughs> Friends, ret return to me, and I will help you across. Oh, I, I think we're doing okay. Thank you, though. We appreciate the offer. All right, as you're playing, then, Charity. Uh, Charity, you're going to get to the other side uh, completely here. Um, Stormbringer and Hikari, you get kind of about halfway um, uh, before the creature is is up to um, 
uh, Dawn Protector. Spit here. him out, spit him out, spit him out, spit him out! <laughs> can I chuck Hikari and go back for Dawn Protector? Do I think I can throw Hikari to the bank? Maybe. I'm a Goliath. You are a Goliath. Give me a strength check. Or athletics. We'll say athletics. Can I rage first? It's a terror rage, not an angry rage, but can I rage uh, first? Sure, yeah, you can rage first. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, Hikari Stormbringer is flying and tosses you uh, as as far as she can. You are going to splash down. If uh, still about 15, 20 feet from the edge. If I see that, yes. Would you allow me to act? Like a reaction? Yes. It's an action. Not quite. Okay. Right, yeah, this seemed to yeah. again. This seemed to happen really quickly as as Stormbringer. Ooh, flash of genius. Oh, rage. Oh, 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 flash of genius. That's gonna add something to it. Five. Plus five. Uh huh. This is happening. Like as so I'm going through there, I'm gonna yell. This isn't terrifying at all because I'm dead. <laughs> so a nineteen uh, is gonna get you 21. really close to the edge. Twenty-one. Oh, a twenty-one. I'm sorry, twenty-one. Yeah. I had five. Uh, you're going to splash a little bit, but you might be very close to making it here. Um, as you just kind of splash, and it, the water only comes up to about three feet uh, of you, it is incredibly cold, Hakari. Uh, and immediately these ghostly figures start to stop in the flow of the river, turn immediately toward you, and start to rush toward you as you barely pull yourself uh, out of the water. However, spit him out, spit him out, spit him out. We got problems, Jameis. Uh, please take uh, 18 cold damage. Uh, and Seamus, uh, both Burbage and Clem topple onto the ground. I'm going back for Dawn Protector. Thank you, like, Seamus. As fast as I can. All right. Uh, you head back. Uh, Movement, uh, that's all you can do since you kind of used your action to toss her. Um, but you do now see, hear the creature kind of approaching Dawn Protector. Your friends, my friends, are using magic. That means something in this place. Maybe that means you're not dead. She's super dead. See how I sound so dead? This is what dead people sound like. Don't protect her. I, I am quite dead. Sound dead. Uh, see? And she takes her axe and just sort of rubs it on her belly a little bit. <laughs> and she goes, no blood. See? No uh, blood. So I'm going to roll deception for I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely assisting okay yeah we'll, we'll give you a assist here hmm. so she, she she does that she rubs it see no blood uh, and as she looks up uh, immediately whoosh, uh, this this long bony arm with claws strikes out uh, at dawn protector how long does the potion last with them it's uh, 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Plenty of time. Um, 
as the as the creature strikes out uh it, it long arms from even where it is uh you see immediately its claws pierced into dawn protector uh and dawn protector's trying to in pain and trying to move away from this creature and can't really move at the moment why are you coming in this place and spoiling it with your life and at this, why don't we go ahead and roll initiative? I will, if there was one thing I could do when oh, I saw please. her get yeah. stabbed. At this point, yeah, go for it. Dawn Protector, Flask. Uh, you, you see her, it pierced by these bony fingers. Uh, she sort of kind of holds it up uh, a little bit as she's pulled it out of her pouch. Yeah, and just like, just drop it. You're good. Okay. All right, everyone, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Please click on your characters. That is, by the way, a 21 for Charity, an 18 for Burbage, a 14, I think, for Dawn Protector. I think that's yeah. the token. Uh, 13 for Clem, 12 for Stormbringer, a 6 for Hikari, um, a 15 for DM Alpha. That's a thing I love to see. Uh, and then DM Gamma and Omega are at zeros. They're not doing anything yet. Uh, all right. This is also with like a tenuous grasp of the Greek alphabet. <laughs> we skipped some things. We skipped a couple things. All right, uh, Charity, you're first to act. You see this creature grab Dawn Protector. It, it doesn't look extremely hostile. It more just looks inquisitive still at this point. What would you like to do? I'm going to hold my turn, if that's okay. okay. Sure thing. Burbage, then. I literally... Well, I guess... I can see? Just barely, yeah. You, you see, just the dim light coming from the, the river lights up everything a little bit in this place. Um, well, I guess I could try to shoot him with my crossbows at d disadvantage. Okay. I will do that with okay. regular boring old crossbow bolts. That wasn't set to disadvantage. Should I just roll again? Yeah. On the other hand, at least the first one's a 28, so we've got a good baseline. And 19. 19's good. Uh, 19 does hit. Five. Five piercing. All right, uh, shooting across this river. You just hear it, it, it kind of slam into the, the bone and whatever rotting flesh is left uh, and it, it winces and it starts to look now across the river at all of you. What is the meaning of this? I'm going to use my offhand crossbow too. Okay. Friends don't stab friends with their strangely long fingers. 19, 19 again. 19 hits, yeah. So the second arrow is, is, or the second bolt is like, Burbage is still like really freaked out, but like in response to what is the meaning of this, Burbage sh sh shoots him. That's the meaning of it. That's the meaning of it. <laughs> All right. Uh, at this, he he ch starts to kind of pick Dawn Protector up. Um, 
He's now trying to, you can see him now trying to move her over and into the water. Uh, oh, but Dawn Protector is beefy. God, I can't believe I said that. Um, Dawn Protector <laughs> grabs on uh, to the nearest um, uh, rock, uh, lets the, the holy oil uh, or holy water just kind of slip from her grasp, is grabbing onto the nearest rock, and, and he's not able to pull her into the river. Uh, so he's just going to move up uh, a little bit here. Um, oof, and that was his action. And at that, did the thing shatter? Uh, would you like it to? Yes. Yes. Then yes. Uh, as <laughs> I hear rock. the sound of, as I hear the sound of breaking glass, um, I'll take my turn now. Okay. Yep. So before Don Protector, you come in. What do you want to do? You're going to see Charity sort of across the river. There will be a faint glowing light as he traces some sigils. In this place of undeath, I will make life. Uh, animate objects on the uh, ten caltrops that have been soaking in holy water. Okay. Uh, that is my action. As my bonus action, I will send the mental command. Kill it. Um, and with that... So, cool. to hit, that is uh, 9, 16, 22. Any, anything 16 or above. 16 or above, so yep. uh, 6 damage. Uh, technically, this is piercing damage from them, but I yeah. there's a reason I was marinating them in holy water. Sure thing, yeah. Uh, 47. 47 damage, all right. Very nice. They, they slam in and start to attack him, and uh, he... It, it, he it breaks his grip on uh, Dawn Protector, and he starts kind of hissing. Thank you for dropping the flask. All right. And at this, Dawn Protector is going to uh, step up uh, and attempt uh, a swing at this creature herself. I'd also say she, she at the very least, I, I'm willing to forego the flanking for the little creatures, but I feel like she should get flanking advantage. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. He's in a cl he's basically oh. in a cloud of buzzsaw. Oh, one of those was a critical hit. Yes! Woo! Oh my gosh. Yes! Party so NPCs! Dumper <laughs> yeah, Dumper Protector rushes up, uh, and because of the flanking advantage, got a critical hit, uh, uh, takes the axe, uh, slams into him uh, just one time enough for him to turn slightly back to her as her axe is coming straight down uh, on his chest, cracking uh, ribs. This is going to do three times the damage or up to uh, to half the hit points. Yeah. If that's more than three times, which I don't think it is. Uh, splitting the ribs, uh, breaking them, shattering the bone uh, across. This creature looks really hurt at this point. Sweet. Uh, Dawn Protectors. <laughs> um, uh, uh, cover's blown, seems. No, and... we're just having a friendly dispute with weapons. Uh, so, Clem, as you uh, are about to go here, 
no complications arise. <laughs> no complications arise at all. You have your turn. Yeah, everything's fine. Uh, one of those ghostly figures uh, that you had seen hey. before rises up in front of you out of the water. Um, we were ghosts. Yep, good thing you're ghosts. Uh, and, and is looking toward uh, the person on the far end, looks around, sees these individuals. Um, it looks like it saw Charity cast a spell. It's going to move over toward you, uh, and it's going to begin to wail. Uh, so I need uh, Charity, Burbage, Clem, and Hakari not Stormbringer, uh, to roll constitution saving throws, please, as this wail uh, and screech overpowers you nearly. Natural 20. Oh, shit. I laugh in its face as it wails at us. 16. 11 for Burbage. Okay. And a 10 for Hikari? Yeah. Uh... Clem, you you uh, you almost instinctually uh, take take some moss from uh, a component's pouch of ears and plug it into your ears as you start to hear this screech. Um, Charity, you're just kind of able to withstand it, and you look at your friends Hakari and Burbage who are kind of standing up, trying to trying to get back into the fight. They both look at you, Charity, and then their eyes drift and close and they fall to the ground uh and Clem it is your turn great uh so Burbage wow. and uh Hakari have uh looks from your perspective looks like they passed out do I get the feeling that if I if we take out big uh Skeleton, that the ghosts would maybe stop attacking, or I have no idea. Oof, uh, I, you, you just have no relationship to base this on. Um, maybe uh, you don't know how in charge of things he is. Okay, I'm oh, gonna charity, take ten psychic damage. Um, you saved it, but there's still a little bit of stuff there. Sorry, go ahead, Glenn. Uh, I'm gonna cast the very exciting firebolt over okay. him across the way. I mean, that thing brained a rock, so... Uh, you cast Firebolt. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me a roll. I see it says Clem, okay. but it doesn't say... Yeah, it's like, Clem? Clem wants to do something. That's an at 20. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. That's two in a row! Uh, let's go wow. ahead and get a critical... <laughs> You shoot this firebolt uh, at it. You, you, you aim just a tiny bit lower. Uh, as the bolt slams into the legs, the legs shatter into a million pieces, and it drops to the ground. Uh, it looks around at the rest of you, and it's next to next to Dawn Protector. It seems to be kind of slipping out of consciousness, and it just says, "Friends." Avenge Wolfric Elfo. And it slips not only to the ground, even into the river itself. 
I'm so sorry, I was chewing a rice cake. What did it say? It said to avenge him. Wolfric something. Wolfric. Wolfric Kelvor. Can you put that in chat so I can spell it correctly? Sure. There you go. Isn't Elvor the last name of Pwnway? Stormbringer, your turn. Oh. Wait, do I get like a bonus action or something? Can I try? Oh, sure, like... sure. Yeah, if you want to move or, or bonus action, go for it. I'd like to see if I can slap Burbage. Okay. Wait. Uh, you rush over to Burbage, you slap him. Nothing. He's not. He's not. Slap him really hard. You slap again really hard this time. <laughs> Whack! He's not. Elbow him right in the crotch. Jesus Christ. Elbow him right in the crotch. <laughs> Nothing. You tried to wake him up or you're taking out some frustrations. He's not fond of slapping. I don't know how he feels about the elbowing and the crotch. <laughs> how else do you bring somebody back? I don't know. All right. So it's my turn now. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, I tried. <laughs> I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. It's okay. Nobody needs to avenge anybody. I'm just gonna fly over here. It's all good. We're fine. I'm a ghost. Uh, I have to dash to get there, so that's, I think, pretty much all. But I am trying very hard to convince the ghost that I'm a ghost. Give me a deception check, please. Hey, 15! Uh, 15's not bad. 15's not bad. Yeah, uh, you you see another figure almost starting to rise up out of the water, and it kind of looks up at you as the river passes overneath, uh, over overneath, overhead, uh, and then it it sort of sinks and drifts back down again. Okay, Don Protector, so you just gotta sound like this, and we'll fly to the other side. You'll be good. Fly over me. Uh, Hakari. Yep. You are unconscious. Charity. Uh, bonus action, I'm going to command uh, the animated objects to uh, get over to us. Okay. Uh, they, have a, they have a speed of 30 feet, so I'm assuming they'll just use their dash to get sure. over here. And kind of form a, almost keeping them in like that same shape, but just using that to form a defensive ring. Gotcha. Um, yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, quickly checking Burbage, because from what I could see, the same thing happened to Burbage and Hakari, right? Yes, yeah. Do I think he is asleep? Do I think he is some kind of deeper unconscious? Do I think he is at zero hit point above the table? Zero hit sure. points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me a medicine check. 19. Uh, I would you do your guidance? I can't. That? It's or concentration. Right on, right on. <laughs> and I um, want those boys. <laughs> certainly. Uh, with a 19, he is certainly unconscious. He looks, he looks incredibly hurt on near death's door. All because Clem elbowed him in the crotch. Yes. That made him start to have to take it. <laughs> death saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Um. Oh, actually. Oh. Um. Oh, Stormbringer. 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 You get a ping in the back of your head. Burbage is down, and it 
doesn't look good. I'm not in control of the sweater. Uh, I think you are, technically. Am I? Yeah. It's, it's technically yours. Because <laughs> he's unconscious, he can't do anything. Hmm. Okay. A ping. A ping. Interesting. Uh, so I, I would assume uh, you would like to help out there. Yes. Okay. So as as Charity, you're looking at this. Uh, Burbage, it looks nearly dead. Uh, and as as this is happening, you see the sweater itself sort of moving and kind of wrapping around like his neck almost into his head a little bit the sweater itself is almost just kind of covering him up and then there's this kind of bluish glow about it and Burbage (gasps) Burbage you are awake at one hit point Jesus Christ those things drop you down to zero if you fail? Banshees are so scary. Charity's going to sort of see that and go, that was a very good present. Um, and then, uh, fuck it, might as well. Uh, I'm going to cast, uh, aid, because all of this seemed bad. Um, targeting Burbage, Hikari, and Clem. Okay. Uh, each of them will gain five hit points, and their max goes up by five. But this does count as healing for Hakari. <laughs> Correct. Is this going up from the already increased values? Yes, this is another layer of aid that's been put in. I was just using it because I really wanted to get Hakari healing, and uh, after that bullshit, let's just go ahead and spend it this way. So my max increases by how much? Five. 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 And I get five hit points. And you get five. You're at six. Akari, you are at five. You also wake up from that. Your eyes blink open. You're not necessarily hurt, though. Your brain, it it takes a second to focus again. You, You still hear that screech in the back of your head, and then it dies down, and you're able to notice your friends around you again. Woo! That was some great party, huh? <laughs> Burbage, your turn. Um, Jesus Christ. So what is the situation? Uh, Shit be fucked. You, yeah, you stay awake. You see these floating little caltrops uh, trying to desperately defend you from this ghostly creature that is emerged out of the river. Uh, uh yeah. Um... I have 2.5 healing potions. I might drink half of a healing potion. Okay. So that I'm I'm that's a use an object action. I'm using my fast hands to use my bonus action to drink half a healing potion. Cool. Okay. So what um how many what do I roll? 1d4 1d4 1. plus 1. Andy and I haven't had to roll a lot of healing potions. <laughs> right. So I get three hit points back. So you're up to nine. Nine. Jeez. Yeah. Um, All right. But I'm awake. Am I able to turn my 
icon, or is it... Maybe we don't expect Burbage to be up for much longer, so maybe just leave him sideways. Maybe. Um, so can I... The caltrops are pretty small, so there's, like, space between the caltrops if oh, I yeah, want to And they're also, like, hovering thing. up and around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're engaged with this creature. All right. I will... Um, try to shoot this thing with my uh, crossbows. Or I guess just my regular crossbow because I used my bonus. Okay. That's a 12. I might... <laughs> Part of me is like, maybe it's okay if Burbage misses because if he hits this thing, maybe it's going gonna, it's gonna to draw their its attention. <laughs> um... I'd also say if the scrubs at the river uh, knocked us to zero HP and you have inspiration, I just hold it. <laughs> There's still something that owns these people that they worship as a god. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'll just... Uh, yeah, that's my attack. Is a 12. 12 hits. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, you're good. Are Caltrops an ally? Yes, they are engaged with it. Sure so I use sneak attack. Right, sneak attack. Oh, jeez. Oh, really damage one. on that one bolt. Well done. Nice. Uh, yeah, so as you do that, this creature, uh, the bolt goes straight through its head uh, and it nearly dissipates entirely and it flickers for a second and it tries to steady itself and look around and you see a, a flashing glance of fear on its face as it looks toward you. Um, that guy's dead. Dawn Protector uh, just sort of jumps in your arms, Stormbringer, and is like, uh, looks like your friends need our help. I remember we're ghosts, so go, oh, I'm a ghost. Right, I will do that. Okay, good. Uh, and it's going to try to rush through these things at, toward you, Burbage. And one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven. Seven of your Caltrops, I think, get opportunity attacks. And anything above a 12. That might have been more than I meant to roll. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, it does. Yeah. It, yeah. I've seen enough here. <laughs> uh, as it's as it's rushing toward you and it's starting to screech. Yeah. Uh, before it can get to you, these these little tiny creatures just <laughs> slam into it from all uh, all manner of sides, and it completely dissipates. You just feel a whoosh of air just rush past you. It is dead. <sighs> er, dead er, dead er, extra dead. Uh, and because uh, Stormbringer, you. Um, we're able to deceive these creatures in. It's going to take you a little bit, uh, but you're able to make it uh, across the river. Okay, that sucked a lot. And I think it probably took like three minutes. So we have 57 minutes left. No, that was like 12 seconds. No, that Combat was indeed. two rounds, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it took, it took another one six rounds to just get across the river. Oh, right. Stormbringer, yeah. So remember, we're ghosts and we have a timer. But also, some people need a lot of healing. 
I can't do that. I'm a ghost. Are we still in turn order? Yes. Okay. Oh, nope, nope, not anymore. Yeah, everything's dead. Okay, can I uh, drink my special Baja Blasts? You can, an extreme healing potion, yes. My extreme Baja you Blast healing potion. You still have one of those? Yeah, I do. That's great. Yeah, how many? How much do you want? Um, I would drink all of it. I'd like to drink all of it. Deal. Uh, 64. 64 six. or 6d4? 6d4 plus 6. Okay, can you roll sure. this for me, actually? So whatever this is, plus 6, uh, 18, 24 total. So add 24 to your 5. So I can also technically heal, but I feel like I have very few spells, and I was kind of hoping to save it so that I could bring people back if I need to. That'd be good. Is anybody who's got beefier healing want to maybe heal Burbage and Hikari some more, or? Uh, yes. I'm just also the tech ghost who's desperately trying to... I can also heal myself since I'm a healer, so... And Burbage, uh, um, if I want. But... Andy, my when... highest spell slot is two, so I can't actually do much, so I want to save them to bring people back. Sorry, Adam. It's okay. When Burbage woke up, was the sweater still, like, around his head or whatever? Like, to what extent was Burbage aware of anything that happened with the sweater? Right, the sweater was just normal return to sweater when you woke up. Okay, all right. And actually, yeah, as we then figure out some healing here in this cold, dank, dark place, why don't we actually take a break? Uh, go to the bathroom, manage some fluids, tech ghost just a little bit, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll come back for the uh, for the last part of today's session. All right, all right, we'll be back in just a few minutes, everybody. We spent so many resources on that first thing, and we—that wasn't even the like big fight. I'm so concerned. You did good. You got it. You got across the river. That with, you know, there was lots of other terrible stuff. You, you totally fooled one of the banshees <laughs> from from thinking you were a ghost. So, all good. That could have could have gone worse. Darcy, what were you gonna say? Your favorite bits were? Oh. Just my favorite part was the ghost voice that you kept talking in, and then the part where you kept doing the plan, and then like, and then we're golden. That was he did that like five times. That was was really funny. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I really liked my. I I guess I'm usually a dick to Burbage, but I liked my calling Burbage out for like being afraid, and I really liked my on the fly thing of when he asked if I was calling him yellow if I said that I was smelling urine. I was. (laughs) I thought that, that, was that was brilliant. Wet well. That was super dicky. <laughs> it was. So then, I, then Clem felt really bad after Burbage hurt himself. So I appreciated that, you know, she went up to him and kind of admitted that, like, you know, she wanted him there because everything is very scary. So that was nice. Yeah, I, th- I think that deciding to kind of have Burbage be kind of scared going into all this and having kind of a little. Yet another existential crisis. Kind of worked. It was, it was. I liked that you that 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 Burbage happened to be the one who like picked up on the, the two hallways thing, Andy. That you kind of gave me that because it kind of it resonates with like some just some thoughts that I've been having about about Burbage. I was like, oh shit, that's right in line with like 
some things that Burbage has been thinking and wondering about, about his past and kind of connected coming to the surface from like all the identity stuff and like switched bodies and like, who the fuck am I? And then like all the fears from the past and the, the nightmare stuff. I think that it's kind of destabilized him. And I think that, so yeah, just kind of, I, I'm, I, I, I'm proud of myself for kind of just opting to play that rather than just like, Another fight, another. Let's go on in, like you know, just a little texture, I guess. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I, I did enjoy the the as much as it ended up being in like the last session, more or less, having laid ahead the like, if I put the caltrops in the holy water, should make them hurt undead more. Okay, let's go with a magical buzz saw, everybody. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, that was a good idea. But I was going to say the podcast episode should be, and then we're golden. And then we're golden. <laughs> it's also really good. Yeah. Because that, that to me is the entire fucking coda of this episode is we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then we're golden. And then like falling ass backwards into a combat, <laughs> buzzsawing him and then being like, oh, apparently we're actually golden. <laughs> this has been Goats and Dragons presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play shorter campaigns, one-shots, and have conversations about D&D and games in general. For more information about us, check out our website at helpfulgoat.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Helpful Goat, or chat with us and the rest of the Helpful Goat community on our Discord server using the link in this episode's description. For more of our shared gaming projects and live streams, check us out on Twitch, where we are Helpful Goat, or on YouTube at Helpful Goat Gaming. If you want to support us, you can make a donation on our coffee page by following that link in the episode description, or you can rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podcast Addict. We are a growing community of friends who enjoy playing games, storytelling, and role-playing, and we would love for you to join us as we cultivate a positive and helpful online space together. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.